Boom! What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 311 of the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. You know what a day is, man. Today is Wednesday. We're having our friends in fight news. And today, I'm excited about this one because not only do I have somebody that actually knows what they're doing, somebody that's actually currently in the game making making this all happen he also has honestly one of my favorite meme pages in all mma we are talking none other than reese Watkins. you guys might also know him as baby goose reese what it do brother welcome to the show what's up what's up thank you for having me oh dude absolutely man look like i said at the top of the show man you you have one of my favorite meme pages out there and uh and not only because of the the memes themselves but fam, you are out here being active with it. You're actually out yeah. here putting your ass on the line and getting it in, man. So, dude, t- tell the <laughs> yeah. people a little bit about Reese. Uh, well, I'm from Atlanta. Uh, I started fighting when I was well. I started taking jujitsu classes with my uncle when I was what, what 14, and I really awesome. started fighting, getting into getting into it and focusing when I got uh when I turned 16. That was like the year I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. You know, this is what I want to be good at. This. So right. Um, right. Yeah, that's just, just it just went downhill from there. <laughs> or went up. That's awesome. That's that's amazing, yeah. man. That's amazing. So check it out. So not, I mean, you in seeing what you're doing, obviously, like I said, you have a striking base, but you're also in DC getting it in. You're over at 5050 with Ryan Hall and those boys. Bro, how is that experience for you being out there and seeing some of the best in the world? Uh it's super cool. Uh, I really appreciate it uh, and like learning a new style and stu- such because I came up like a uh, like Dutch kickboxing and Muay Thai Muay Thai heavy base. Oops. So getting to getting to learn like their their new style of striking and stuff, I'm really enjoying it. And then you know the ground game is just top notch. Because uh, before I trained at uh I trained at Atos Atlanta under Bruno Frazado, and then I uh, back home I trained at Tenth Planet Atlanta under Sean Applegate. And so, you know, it's uh, just reinforcing nice. a lot of things I learned, you know, just leg attacks. And it, it's it's really cool, uh, especially because a lot of the guys, it's all incorporated into MMA. And so I, it's a it's a different training environment than what I've been yeah. in. It's, uh, I just appreciate the change up. And uh, I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, because coming from, like I said, coming from Atlanta, where there's some, there are some good MMA gyms. I mean, we have Douglas Lima over there who, yeah, who's Doug, still getting it Doug done. Yeah, Diego, their gym is actually super tight, and they're building a new one, too. I got a bunch of friends that are on uh, ATT Team Lima. They fight out of there. You know, I've been up there to spar and train a couple of times, and uh, mm-hmm. the dude that was just on uh, Tough, Treshawn, like, uh, Treshawn used to beat the shit out of me <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> Back when I was, like, 16, 17, sparring out open mats, he just, just popped me. And so, yeah, I've, I've learned, uh, the times I've been up there, I've learned I learned a lot. And, uh, yeah, Atlanta, nice. Atlanta has a bunch of good spots. Good. Well, and that, it's cool, though, because it's, like, here's a couple things that I've noticed. One, obviously, going up there with Ryan Hall and them and seeing, I mean, he's a wizard on the ground it doesn't even make sense how good yeah. dude is and and being able to it, your your skill set how is how have you felt from you know being there in the time that you've been there how has your ground game grown just being around those guys uh it's helping me connect concepts a lot um because again like you know they're they're like a big mma uh, a lot of their guys do mma and so you know coming from 10th planet and coming from atos you know those are those guys yeah. are like the uh, to play Atlanta stuff, they're some mm-hmm. some of the best in you know jujitsu. Oh and yeah, so all these oh, yeah. concepts and stuff I was learning. Uh, it's helping me being up here at fifty fifty. It's helping me 
apply them to MMA because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the coaches are like, oh, we have a ton of MMA fighters in here. Or oh, a bunch of our guys, you know, they don't just do MMA. They're hopping there and sparring. Uh, they're hopping there for kickboxing and MMA sparring. Yeah. And then go teach jujitsu. So they uh they have that way of like being able to break it down. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And showing nice. like nice. And so, you know, it's like, it's like having like parents, you know, your parents teach you some shit and then some someone else tells you it and it's like hearing it again from a different person. Yeah. Oh, so dude, it, you, it, it ended up right. sticking better when you hear that. You're like, oh, that, right. that makes sense right. now. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. fire, bro. Well, I, I love it, man. And, and and before we kind of move on, one thing I have to get your mind on because it, it, it's interesting, right? Being from, you know, black folks, we are honestly the best in the sport. If you're starting to look at it and just, just, just keep, it a, a, keep it a bean. But it seems as if where the black people within MMA aren't and the athletes themselves aren't getting the love that they deserve. Being honestly the young crop of up and coming black dudes, how do you feel with again representing the culture within MMA? Because again, I see it on you know on your on your baby goose page from everything from anime to the culture, bro. You you rep yeah. it. Yeah. Um. You know, I haven't thought about it a ton because uh. With fighting, I feel like fighting, like when you're in the cage, it kind of breaks you down just being a person, but definitely training in different environments uh, mm-hmm. allows people to interact with people that they wouldn't have. So like mm-hmm. back in Atlanta and stuff, um, you know, nobody knew like a bunch of cops and all that. And so it's allowed me to get to know them and them to get to know me. And so I think it like, it humanizes people. So, you know, all these yeah. people that I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally be fucking with or something. You know, I get to know them as people and they get to know me as a person. And so vice yeah. versa. So I feel like it's a great way for everyone to just uh, see each other as like human and stuff. And then, you know, with the culture, it's Love a it. it's like a culture ex- exchange. So you meet people from all over the world, mm-hmm. different places. You yeah. know, I got like a, from before he, he moved to California to train at CSA, but he was from uh, Serbia and stuff. So, you know, okay. get to have all these different cultures, people that train all over yeah. the world. And so it's yeah. a great way to exchange the culture. That's awesome. dude. It's funny you say that, man, because that's one thing that I've learned from like just essentially being a lifelong martial artist. Like I, I've kicked it with Brazilians. Like I, I've kicked yeah. it with, 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 you know, guys from the Middle East. I've kicked it with those 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 Eastern European dudes. And once you're in that space, when you're when you're sweating, when you're bleeding and, and just even even the language barrier kind of breaks down because yeah. it's it's all good because it's like we same. all understand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all, exactly. Doing, y'all doing the same shit. That's this one of the dopest things. That one of my best training partners was a dude straight from Brazil, and, and to this day, like man, love that cat to death, man. And even in, in the in the what I got from him made me look at all Brazilians in a different way. Like, oh, I love those people because he's such a good dude. Yeah. And everybody I've met since then has been amazing. You know, yeah. this is shit, man. But let's let, let's go ahead and transition a little bit <sighs> to some people that aren't some good dudes <laughs> and, and, and i and i appreciate you joining us today like i said so for those who are listening thank you everybody who's gonna be listening to us on facebook on youtube on twitch uh you know check us check the five podcasts out everywhere podcasting is available apple google play spotify soundcloud stitcher check us out the five podcast.com uh shit check out baby goose online man check out reese Watkins yeah, online yeah. too yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying Gotta let the man, gotta let them know. Uh, but on today's menu, for those who do not know, we're gonna go ahead and recap everything UFC 266 today. Reese is gonna go ahead and hold it down. He's my he's my co-host for the day. We're gonna talk about UFC 266. We're gonna talk about John Jones. We're gonna talk about everything else that's happening in the world of MMA, and we're gonna finish off a little fun today. But let's go ahead and jump on to 
Unfortunately, it is the biggest news of the fight week. Ah, <laughs> oh, John Jones yeah, is man. at it again, man. So John Jones goes out there literally 12 hours after he was inaugurated into UFC Hall of Fame for his fight against Alexander Gustafson. He goes out there, he gets, you know, arrested. That's the first thing we hear. A day or so later, we finally hear what happens. He goes out there, sounds like he has a domestic disturbance. He pulled his wife's hair or his fiance's hair. Sounds like he might have bloodied her nose and her lip to the point that his daughter, his youngest daughter, had to go out there and actually, you know, call for, you know, for the cops to come. Bro, I'm going to ask you, you what are your thoughts on this, man? Because this is one of those things that uh, I just feel nasty. I feel dirty. Man, at first it was like, it was kind of funny because it's like, oh, John Jones got arrested again. It's like, you yeah. know, it's like, just okay, shit happens, you know. But seeing like the details of the case come out, because everyone just thought it was like, oh, just John's on Coke again, like whatever. Fact. Which is like, fine. I mean, I, I, hell, like he delivered an outstanding run <laughs> told DC. <laughs> he beat him after a weekend of Coke. Like, what he does in his personal life, you know, that's like none of my business as long as it's not like, fucked up but it come out that's like a domestic dispute and that he uh you know he like pulled his wife's hair and then our fiance and then uh especially like if he put his hands on his wife um that's that's kind of fucked. that's that's not even kind of that is that's just way fucked up, fucked up. yeah because i i know like everyone we all shit on like like greg hardy for for doing that and so with john you know i really feel for him kind of because it's like it just seems like he doesn't, it just seems like sometimes he doesn't have like the right people around him. Cause especially like with the context when he was, you know, going crazy on those benders and stuff, you know, like he came up with both of his brothers on the NFL, you know, one's a pro bowl or one's they're both pro bowlers. One's a super bowl champ, you know, so he came up. No, they're super both super talented. bowl champs now. Oh, for real. That's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. And so um, it's like, you know, you're the champion of the world at 23. What, yeah, 23, right? Yep. And yep. especially given the fact that, you know, everyone heard the stories, but like John not really training right, you know, skipping training. All that. So you're the champion of the world and you don't have to put in the amount of effort that other people are putting in at 23. Like at 23, that's still, that's like, that's Nuts. still damn near a kid, right? And it's like, seriously, you know, who does he have around him telling him, you know, okay, this, this is what you got to do. And so it just seems like a case of like, bad circumstances and that he just keeps making these same mistakes and uh you know but domestic abuses is, is kind of it's hard to look past that it's really hard yeah. to look past that because drug issues that's one thing um you know hit even the hit and run it's like okay that, that was fucked up but it's like eh, okay it kind of moved past that and even the peds even though he's popped other times you know technically he got cleared so it's like okay whatever and there's also his mma so it's not like he's the only one who took peds everybody on steroids the, right <laughs> <laughs> with domestic with, with the, like domestic violence it's like damn you know you gotta you gotta take a gotta take a second to think about like the implications of that and you know that's that's not the same as like any other crime any other, facts any other shit yeah, man. Look, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I, I'm with you. Because for me, here's the thing. I have been hard on John for a while. And the yeah. reason I'm, I've been hard on John is because he is that talented. He is yeah, that correct. dude. And, and you we want, especially me, I'm, I'm always going to be honest with this. Like, I always want, I always want to cheer for the black dudes, especially in MMA, right? You always want to leave. Like, Come on, you, like, let's go. Especially when he was first coming out. 
dude, he was everything that we wanted. The dude was like a superhero. I don't know if people remember his first title uh, against um, uh, Shogun Hua when before the fight, hours before the fight, he stopped a robbery. Chase dude chased down a robber, stopped a robbery right in the middle of his meditation. It was like this superhero. This dude came out of nowhere. He was, you know, acting like he was this Mr. Goody Two Shoes. But then we started seeing these cracks. Rashad Evans started calling him out. We started got guys in his own team calling him out. A bunch of these things started happening. And then all of a sudden, he gets arrested in the strip club in 2011. In 2012 was when he goes out there and he, he he hits the pregnant woman in the car, gets in a car accident, leaves the scene of the crime. He literally wrapped his Bentley around the thing. Left his oh, that was, I'm sorry, that was a totally different one. The wrapping the Bentley was a totally different, different one that he got he got arrested <laughs> for again. And then you're right, he he did piss hot multiple times. Didn't he, didn't, the, he, didn't he come back for the weed or something? Oh, he, he came. He came back for his for his weed and his cash. You know, hold on, I can't leave the weed and cash. <laughs> you can't, no, I can't. I look, look. I mean, I understand. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I'm gonna need this later. I get it. Okay, I, I absolutely yeah. understand. But the fact that we absolutely understand. Okay, like we right here with him. You know what I'm saying? But um, but he goes out there. He does that. He 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 gets arrested and then we forget last year even when we were all supposed to be locked up i mean you from atlanta y'all niggas ain't locked up yeah. for shit but uh <laughs> but when the rest of us were supposed to be locked up he was out he got arrested again and then yeah. this happens and and, and look and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because i'm gonna ask this question what should be done with john jones and i'm gonna say it i think the ufc needs to and look i know some people aren't gonna agree with me I know some people, I got into people on Twitter all day yesterday. John Jones needs to be cut. If you actually care about John Jones, you want him to be cut because we cannot continue giving this dude incentives for this bad behavior. It, it can't happen. I mean, this is bad, man. What do you think should happen? I feel like if John gets cut, then Greg Hardy needs to be cut. Everyone wants for like a domestic case should be cut. Uh, you did because even like the NFL. That's why Greg is over here because he got cut from the NFL for and domestic so, violence, right? For the, for the exact same shit. And so, but I, I mean, I wouldn't like to see that happen because John's just so damn talented. Like even when he's not trying, he's still Super talented. Dumb. Though like, you know, best mm -hmm. in the world. Well, let me ask you. And this, I get though. it's a business, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I mean you can't just can't just leave it. Can't just like say oh like we're looking into it. Um, you, you got to say something. You got to do yeah. something. You know I get it's like technically you know, the fighters in the UFC aren't employees or you know uh, like independent contractors or whatever. Yeah, but I mean at least say something. At least like I don't know suspension or something has to be. But uh, yeah, I can't. I mean I get he has issues, but. For like that's not the point. Like for his own good, you gotta help him sort those issues out if by force necessary. So be like, look, you gotta go. To, you gotta have accountability officer or something. You know, you gotta be gotta it be going to. to this. Gotta be going to that. Uh, or I mean, he had. Well, I would say don't let him fight, but he hasn't fought in a couple of years. He like voluntarily hasn't fought in a couple of years anyway. So uh, like something has to be done for this. You know. Making him sit out, get him accountable to someone else, you know. But right. They can't well, well, think keep of doing nothing. Well, think about this. Like, in, in, aside from cutting him, what else can be done? Think about this. 
They've stripped him of his belt three different times. Yeah, He's been stripped of his belt. So they've stripped him of his belt. That doesn't work. I don't know if you guys seen his IG. He put an, uh, an IG story yeah, yeah, yeah. up yesterday. Dude, it talking is the most like, tone-deaf shit yeah, ever. Yeah, talking about like leaving the alcohol or something behind. Um, you know, I get that. But like, like if this is the first time, I mean, maybe second time, maybe. But this is like the, the eighth, fifth, sixth, This is like time. the eighth time. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be such a shame to see him cut because he's just so damn good. It's like, where would he go? You know, I guess he would go to Bellator. And he'll just do the same I don't think shit. Bellator picks him up. And that and that's the thing. Yeah, if Bellator you're looking at what he's not. doing and looking at his 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 IG live, or should I say his story, to me it tells me this is a dude that doesn't understand what he did wrong. He does he still doesn't get it. For him, it's just like, oh look, I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna win a couple more fights, and it's gonna be all good. It's like, dude, you've done that. And yeah. and that's why, like I said, he he to me, John Jones has always just come off as fake as hell. He he comes off as super fake yeah. because obviously he turns around this this super Christian shit. Especially because he's like he's more likable and entertaining when he's not like being fake when he's just like yes. off the rip, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I yeah, you don't have to. I mean, there are a bunch of people that like don't like, but who can fight their ass off. So I'm like, okay, yep. you know. But it's at the point where it's like, okay, you got it. You got, you, you got to at least say or do something, whether that's cut him. I mean, you can't strip him because he doesn't have a belt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, can't, I mean, suspend him, but he hasn't fought in what, a year and a half? Two years. Two years. Two years. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I understand it'd be like a waste, a loss of money on their, the UFC's end for both parties involved, but it, it I man, I, I, don't, I think I for the UFC, like, I think I for the UFC, like this is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I do feel bad, I guess, for the individual, right? For anybody that this is going through. And obviously, this is a person that's struggling with something. But you know yeah. who I really feel bad for? I feel bad for his daughters. Yeah. I feel bad for his wife. So I am very much so one of those guys that if you put your hands on a woman, like, I just can't fuck with you. You know what yeah. I mean, and the fact that he did that, and the fact that he was a, that he had the 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 audacity to do this in front of his daughter is just so sad. And it's super sad. Yeah, it's man. So he obviously taking his belt away doesn't matter. He'll still do what he does. He comes back in two years, does it? The only thing that's going because he obviously identifies as the best UFC fighter in the world. Not even the best. I mean, I'm the best UFC fighter in the world. Dog, you take that away from him, what is he? So I'm just really curious to see what's going to be happening. Dana White, we already know, man. Dana, Dana, gonna Dana. Um, but I look at the UFC and I say, what, what's too much? Because think about this. Diego Brandau got cut for less, right? Yeah. Diego Brandau obviously isn't a champ, but they cut him for getting into fight. They get, they, get, they get rid of people because there is a code of conduct that they're supposed to abide by. But they don't enforce it all the time. For the UFC, this is the, the richest they've ever been. They are just knocking it out of the park this year in the last two years. So they got all the cash that they need. If they were going to get rid of them, this would be the perfect time, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt them. And it's yeah. not going to hurt their brand. If anything, him being there is hurting their brand, in my opinion, more than anything else. Yeah, but it, sure. it's 
so so that's my only thing. Like, and I do feel bad saying that because obviously you don't want to have anybody sit back and, and not have uh, an ability to, to to work. But I'm I stand strong with that. I think he has he has to go. He has to go, and it's not like his ass fights anyways. Yeah, I mean, especially given <laughs> his like super just he already has the record. He has the. The, he has the record, you know, the resume, the records, the statistics, the the career. Yeah, I just hate for calling someone to like lose their job, but I mean, domestic domestic abuses. You can't you can't tolerate that. You can't tolerate that, man. Like, and that's why I was so like, put like this. I was against the UFC bringing over Greg Hardy because I'm yeah, like, everyone was against uh, that shit. So exactly. Like what, message, what message does that send? Exactly. And, um, I mean, like, I get people can change. You know, with Greg, that was what years ago, and so people. That yeah, was like six, mad. six, seven years ago at this that point. Was a now, while ago, but with John, yeah. it's like that was what, like last Monday week. <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, <laughs> or that was last week. So. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It, it's it's really, really a sad situation because, again, for those who don't know, John Jones should have been Conor McGregor. John Jones had a Nike deal. He had a, a Gatorade deal. He was the youngest champ in UFC history. He could have done everything and more that Conor McGregor's doing. Unfortunately, Buddy just couldn't get out of his own way. So it's really sad to see the story of him. Like I said, it is going to be the most fire. 30 for 30 in a couple of years. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait to see that damn Dude, 30, 30 for 30. I'm going to go crazy. That Dog, be, it, it, it's going to be so nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 30 for 30 so. is going to be crazy. I can see the 30 for 30 now. DC is going to be in it. <laughs> Dana's going to be in it. Yeah, they all going to be in it talking shit. All time. I'm telling you, man. Well, all right. So let's go ahead and transition a little bit uh, from John. This this bring it to something that was a little bit more uh, positive. Uh, because yo, this past weekend UFC 266 lived up to the expectations, in my opinion. I think the only card that we can maybe argue might have been better this year was UFC 261. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But 266 was the shit. It was amazing. Um, brother, look at looks like your camera froze up on us. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. I'm trying to bring it up. Bring it back. No, up. it's all good. So check it out. This is what we're gonna do. I'm I'm taking you. Uh, I'm putting you off to the back here. Uh, just yeah. um. Uh, uh, turn it off and log it back in, and it's gonna it should uh, open up for you. I've seen it happen before. There you go, cool. Well, we're gonna get Reese back on in a, in a hot second, um, so we can get it because I, I want you guys to see him. I want you guys to have this conversation. We'll be here with this conversation with us. Um, and while we have a little bit of time, guys, remember listen to the fight podcast everywhere podcasting is available Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe, and share. Okay. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. My, my man's is back. Hey, there it is. All right. All right. So UFC 266 was fired. Uh, before we even get into the events, just the event itself, Reese, bro, how did you feel about the rate this card? How did, how did this card, you know, go for you? I think it's gotta be behind 261. Cause, um, like 261, I lost my voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Me and my team, we had like a watch party, but damn, I had a party with some of my friends to watch it, like in one of our dorms and shit. 
And yeah, we were all like yelling at the TV. Um, the the main car is great. I didn't catch the early great. prelims, but I caught the no, I caught some of the early pre- prelims. Mm-hmm. I caught all the prelims. Prelims were good. Early um, early pre- prelim, I think was a uh, Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner. Yes, was it was. Jalen Turner put on a show, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. Outstanding, especially what like he's so tall. Like, wait, so I feel like the whole car, uh, especially because it was just there wasn't like a whole. I mean, there was like beef between Ortega and Volkanovski, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Usman Kobe beef, you know, like right, John and DC right. or like Connor and Dustin, you know. And it was kind of, I mean, they started doing that around like tough, you know, and that's what that's what tough is. You guys sell, sell the show. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. It was, just, it was just cool. Just like it was just fights. Um, yeah. No, and good ones, was, super competitive. Right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing going into it. People were just. It, it was just a good, good way to, good way to. It was a good fight week or international fight week. Uh, oh, absolutely. Nick was back. Um, you know, seeing that was an interesting fight. Well, look, well, my well, my man's over here is, is just with the segue. I love the segue. Boom. Let <laughs> let's start off here. I want to start with Nick more even than the champ himself. Nick yeah. Diaz came back, fought Robbie Lawler to the best way I could explain it. It was the most volume, highest paced, fast, slow motion fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like it was like Nick was in slow mo, uh, and then you know when he came out with that well, like spinning hook kick or something, I got nervous because I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh dear God. <laughs> and so I'm, <laughs> I'm thought we were about to see like some old geriatric guys do. And then he started just connecting, and you know, it, I, Nick and Nate—they always had that like super high volume style. But Nick, you know, kind of looked like his feet weren't under him for a bit on the straights. But the hooks, the hooks and the uppercuts, he was just cracking them. And then Robbie, Robbie looked like kind of like old Robbie. Duh. And uh, even Robbie was talking about after the press conference, he's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm changing up. The past uh Robbie y'all saw a couple years ago, like for the past two years. That's not what I'm doing anymore. And so Robbie wasn't gun shy and Nick was just going off. Uh, but it was just the fact that Nick is just slower, you know. He's it's just slow. He's do you like, think he was slow because seven. of the uh the time off? It was just being a little rusty. I think it's a combination of everything, you know, the time off, but like almost seven years, um, and then the age. Yeah. Uh especially, you know. Cause it's not like it's not like in those seven years he was off. He was training the whole time. Nick went and had like a blast. <laughs> Nick went no, Nick was <laughs> party it. after party. <laughs> right. Nick was just chilling. Um. So I think it's just a combination of every everything. Um. And so you know he he did he he threw it all out, but it, it was it was somewhat de- almost depressing because it's like damn, especially the finish. Because uh, I don't know if it's like his nose shattered or something. But That's you know, what it looked like. Yeah, but it's like damn. It it was, it was like a feel good moment seeing him back, but seeing him fight wasn't as much of a feel good moment. Just having yeah. him around, I feel like was better. Like when he's I'm around, like eight fights, while he, when he's in the back and stuff, and in the corner, that I feel like that's cool. Ah, oh, dude, it, again, it was tough. I, it was tough, man. And I'm a Nick stan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love man. Nick Diaz, and uh, and this one thing I'll say about it. Watching it, I'm not gonna lie and say I wasn't entertained. I was fucking entertained. Oh, I was yeah, absolutely okay. entertained. And and here's the thing: I also look at it like this: if Nick is actually motivated and wants to be in there, I am okay with Nick fighting again. You know what I'm saying? I I am. But if he is, 
in the same mental place that he was this past week, where it seems like, and as we saw Jake Shields came out on you know on social media saying that Nick's management kind of pushed him to to take this fight. He wanted a little bit more time, maybe he wanted to fight in December or something like that. Yeah, you know, if Nick is in that place, the thing is, you you have to give Nick what he wants, and if he's motivated and he wants, he's going to bring it. It seems like he was motivated at a time, like a couple months ago when he was all ripped up. And it seems like, I don't know if it was the the weight of it or whatever, it kind of got to him. But regardless, he went and fought. And he went out there and he fought his ass off. And dude, the the sheer volume that he did, dude, the body shots. And one thing that it reminded me of, Nick's boxing is definitely better than Nate's. Yeah, Nick is always... Cause Nick had the volume, and uh, it was yeah, so pop in too. Prime, it was, yeah, in the prime, yeah, you know, he had a little like technique, like crisper, you know, technique. Mm-hmm. But Nick in his prime, he had the power that Nate didn't have. So he yep. had the volume with the power, and like uh, I read somewhere like the statistic for uh, the significant strikes he threw was like three hundred thirty, like it was like three hundred thirty nine or something. So it's like you yeah. can in, in less than fifteen minutes. Yes, that's crazy. That's crazy as hell. It's not, you know, uh, you know, Robbie was Robbie was right there in it too, throwing it right back. But yeah, for Nick, like even all week, he was saying how he didn't want to be there. And you go out and you throw three hundred and thirty nine significant strikes. I feel like that that's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Too. Yeah, man. Especially not being there in like the time that he was and he did it. So let me ask you this: If Nick is going to fight again, what matchup would you want to see him with? Someone else, like on the tail end of their career, yeah. probably like yeah. I don't know, cowboy. I say cowboy. Yep, that, that, that's it. Because they're both beating the cowboy. Yeah, because I feel like that'd be a good send off fight for both of them. Because yep. he and cowboy should probably both retire. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um, oh yeah. Because especially with cowboy, it's not that cowboy doesn't have the skill. This is a cowboy. He's been fighting for so long. Like, his body just can't take... It looks like his body just can't take the punishment anymore. And especially yeah. after he came back from having, like, part of his intestine removed or something, or his stomach. Yeah. Uh, especially with body shots. He can't, like, take body shots after that He's, surgery. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, he has all the skill. All, everything still looks great. It's just... He, like, physically can't take the punishment. He's fragile. He looks yeah. fragile when he goes out there. I mean, the fight... I, I, I always think about his last fight when we saw him against Connor, right? You yeah. see my man in there going against Connor, and the crazy thing about it was those are shots that a few years before he would have walked through. Yeah, he would have sure. absolutely walked through. But, yeah. but he, but he was just game as hell, you know. And I feel like you know don't want to don't want to stop doing the thing you love, but it's like, damn dude, it's like everything's there except the durability because like there just comes a point, especially finding guys like younger. And faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. you know they're just gonna have that. Inherent... My man's just talking about himself. I hear you. <laughs> they're just gonna have that. You know they haven't. Held, you know what? Cowboy has over what fifty fights, and God knows how many so, kickboxing fights he had. Who knows how many amateur fights he had? If he had any. Uh, dude, you know, yeah. Let's not think about the gym he, wars he's had. Right, and especially because he, he came up in that era back when like before people started training smarter. So God knows how many like wars he's been in. All total combined, Girl. and so it's like everything's there. His will is there. Everything's there, but like his his body is literally failing him. You know that yeah. happens with age, but I think with him especially because uh, yeah, it, it's a 
it might be. I think it's. I think it's time. To, yeah, to uh, unless the uh, UFC wants to go out there and pl- pull an old Bellator and have this like old man division yeah. where they have yeah. like the it, it's an old school BMF, yeah, bring right? Like Dan Hardy back or something. Yeah. Now here's the something thing: like I would watch Dan Hardy versus Cowboy. I would yeah, watch I would Dan watch Hardy that. versus yeah, for sure, watch, for sure. I'd watch because it's like because I'm sure Dan Hardy is still good as shit, like skill wise, but it's just inherently for it's sure. like this is science, science. You know, it's natural. We just get old. Oh yeah, things stop working. Um, especially in so- something so demanding, unless you're your so own Romero, and yeah. that happens only when you're like 50. Yeah, but God, yeah, <laughs> who the hell knows with him? So it's like he, that, <laughs> that, that's a that's a he a, he's a dude and a half. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, unless yeah, unless you're like Yoel, your your body just stops. It, just, it, just it does. So or not or Yoel or um, I forget uh, I'm forgetting the Russian dude. He was a champ. I feel so bad. Oh, you're talking about not Fedor. Fedor? Uh, No, 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 no. In the UFC. Um, Shit. Oh, Arlovsky. Yeah, Arlovsky. Arlovsky somehow. Or Glover Teixeira. Like, Arlovsky, Glover Teixeira. They're still out here. Oh, what? Damn, what? 40. And they still, not as good, but still damn good. Still taking big shots. Especially Glover. Glover still looks good as shit. Arlovsky is still good as shit. He's about to fight for the title. It's crazy. Glover's like 43 and about to fight for the title. No. You know, hey, dude, I got Jan Blahovich is pushing for it. Yeah, Jan, Jan is up there too. He's, I think he's you know? thirty eight. I think he's thirty eight yeah. or thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, MMA is like it's different than boxing because you know people mm-hmm. boxing just exclusively takes shots to the head, you know, yep. shots to the yep. head to the body. And so MMA is more you know the diversified training. Mm-hmm. But with Cowboy, Cowboy just came, you know he came up uh, kickboxing in Muay Thai, and Cow- Cowboy is not just you know 37, 38. It's not like super old but he's old nah. in the fight game because he's been around for so long he's yeah. been around for so like jose jose auto's young but jose mm-hmm. old in the fight game because he's been old fighting fuck. forever old as fuck so, he even look old now like you know uh <laughs> anthony pettis is the same way anthony pettis is one of those yeah, guys that's taken around forever just Stop. forever so i think that your body can only do that one so many times so, yeah no and, and you cowboy, see cowboy cowboy I think I think that might be time. Yeah, like, I hell, hear you. That, the fight with Nick and Nick and uh, Paul Daly that might <laughs> that might like shorten his Nick's lifespan. You know, fucking seriously. And so it's like it's like. Yo, Paul like, Daly's another one pushing forty yeah, and Paul, it's still Paul's getting busy. Yeah, Paul still still getting busy. And so I feel like I'm glad that Nick fought Robbie because I feel like if he fought someone like you know like Leon Edwards or. Uh, Ponzinibbio or someone, someone like on the oh younger generation. I feel like that would have been that would have been really hard to watch, just because they just have that, like you know, their bodies just haven't been through as much. But if Nick, you know, if Nick wants to, which I doubt he does, <laughs> but if Nick wants to come on like for like Dan Hardy or Cowboy or some shit, then yeah, book it. But unless he's not, uh, yeah, know. I'm with you. I, I think I'm with you with that one. Unless it is a Cowboy or somebody in that vein. I, I look, I was happy to see him. Um, no, I'm not mad at him stopping fighting people like, oh, he quit. Nah, no, he didn't. He's Nick Diaz. He's yeah, he's done enough. He wants. Yeah, he and and he know, and that's the thing. You you knew how it is when you we've had sparring session. Everybody knows when your goose is cooked that day. Oh, you got me. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't feel like being out here. And he 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 mm-hmm. deserves the respect from everybody to say, you know what? If he if he checks out, and we forget, remember. When Nate Diaz, when Nathan got head kicked by uh, by Josh Thompson, 
And the yeah. only time he's been stopped in UFC, Nick was one that threw in the towel for that fight. Mm-hmm. So Nick isn't opposed to it. People want to say like the Diaz brothers are just like these like savages. No, nah, man, they get they they're martial artists. They know what's Hell, going even on. Like, I, even I Nick, those like dudes. it's cracked. Nick will sit down and pull guard to like recover. Not Nick, uh, Nate. Nate, Nate yep. will sit down and pull guard to like let himself recover. So facts. You know, no, I, I, that's why I, I love those dudes, man. Um, but you know who else I love right now? And I was surprised. Alexander Volkanovsky goes out yeah. there and defeats Bad Brian Ortega Venus unanimous decision. And a lot of people were hating on uh, Volk because I'll be honest with you. I, I've been in that crew. I, yeah. I to this day, Max Holloway beat him in that second fight. Y'all can take yeah, the first one, but Max won. Yeah, the first one, he definitely won. Like, you yeah. know, I don't think anyone like, expected that. But the yeah. second one, I, I pretty like clearly felt Max won. Uh, you so can't that, get you know, dropped bit, four times and win a fight. And especially with Max, Max is such a beloved fighter that it's like not Volkanovski did anything wrong. You know, it's that like Max is so beloved, people just started hating on him. And he wasn't like my favorite person. I thought he was kind of thought he was like a cool dude. But I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, I don't like I don't think you should be champ. You you put in the work, but I think I think. Max won that fight, but seeing right, that, right. it's like how can you not respect it? Respect the the work ethic, the grind. Because especially, I saw a video of him uh, just sprawling and, and shooting. And he's like, "Yeah, this is the last thirty seconds of like twenty five minutes of doing this straight." So like, how can you not respect that the grind, the like all that? Because um, it's not like with with the with the guillotine in the triangle, especially with the guillotine. It's not just anyone's guillotine. That's Brian Ortega's guillotine. That's like that's what he's known Duh. for. That's Duh. his signature shit. He literally like, caught that man that in a shit. triangle. Brian's right. nickname triangle. is T City. <laughs> yeah, T C right. T City and then um the triangle and the uh guillotine. And so seeing him just tough that shit out, who the hell knows how, and then get up and win the rest of the round, that shit was incredible. It was and then incredible, to, man. Or, or take his credit too. He came back in the fifth round and he won the fifth. He, won, he, won, he definitely won the fifth. He won the fifth round. You know, like from going being laid out on the canvas, like seeing his corner drag him up, like sit up, sit up, to coming back, uh, not even like a round and a half later and winning the last round. That was that was incredible. It, it was, dude. I oh man, it was it was it was funny because it was the most entertaining one sided fight that I've seen. It was because yeah. really it was a one sided fight, but Ortega obviously had his moments, and I think a lot of us anticipated that if Brian won, it would be like that. He's going to take a licking, but he's going mm-hmm. to be able to finish yeah, because him. he's that dynamic. Exactly. And it, it, like you're right, it looked like he was about to catch him. It yeah, I, looked th- I like- thought that was it. I thought I do. I walked up the room because I was, I, I was like, I'm like, oh, that's it. That's and it. Then I'm like, oh, hell, it's not it. And I walked up the room again. I'm like, hey, that was it. And then it wasn't. And then he got a revolt, got up and started just dropping bombs. Bombs. Pass, you know? Cause like the first two rounds were not slow, but they were they weren't at, they were good, but they weren't like as action packed as that. And you know, it looked like you know Volk, uh, it was like close, but Volk won them. And the second round or third round, you know, Ortega just got those two submission attempts, and then he looked he burnt looked like he burned his arms out and his legs yeah. out trying to get it. Um, cause you can't blame him. That shit was in. That that shit was in. Um, it was in. And he, he, anybody round, else would have tapped. Anybody right, else would have tapped. Yeah. Um, probably not Max Holloway. That's probably the one I wouldn't have tagged. <laughs> yeah, and then he came back in the fifth round and won the fifth round. And so, dude, her, her Volk at the end of the round. Yeah, cracked him bad. Cracked him. Volk was out that mug, you know, wobbly yeah. for a second. Like, I was like, oh shit! I'm like, there is no way. 
Um, but yeah, I think that just speaks to Volkanovski and, and his team because it's like, damn, dude. Because lose to City kickboxing, man. Right, because especially with Volk, you know, I feel like the fights with Max overshadow everything else he's done. You know, he I mean, the fight with Otto wasn't the most entertaining, but he beat Otto. He beat, beat his ass. He the fight with Chad. He beat he beat Chad like. He got dropped in that fight, though. He got yeah, dropped. Yeah, he, he got dropped, and then um, he turned around. I, it yeah. might have even been in that same round and got him. I don't remember because I well, it was well, like two, three years ago. But he beat he beat Chad Mendes. So if you look at his resume, he's he's done all the work. What is it? Twenty fights unbeaten. Twenty in a row. He his, record, row. his current record right now is twenty three and one. Twenty three and one, and he got a twenty fight win streak. Yeah, just I mean, ten ten and no like, start to his UFC career. Right, and it's like you know he just you don't even do shit. He just shows up to fights and then does all of his own stuff on the side. So it's hard not to like him because before it's like oh, you know we we want Max more, but seeing you know what Max just did, it's 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 like it's almost like I'm torn because like damn, we yeah. want to have the belt because they both you know fought their asses are both best forty fives in the world, except yeah. uh, you know or in the UFC because I think AJ Key's up there too. But, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But the, the, the man, AJ McKee, I, I love AJ McKee, man. I had yeah. a, I, I've had, I had an opportunity to train and work with uh, Antonio and those guys, mm-hmm. and, and AJ and them, and it just seeing what they're doing and stuff. And I'll be very honest with you, I've said it also. I think that I, I personally believe the two best featherweights in the world are AJ McKee and Max Holloway. That's yeah, what people, I've, I've said for a while. Sleep on AJ, not just because he's in Bellator. But because he's not from a big gym, like his dad, like built yep. that gym and everyone around yep. him. So like, yeah, like it's not was a big like, gym either. Like born to fight, like AJ, yeah. his dad was like, "Okay, you're fighting. Like this is your job." Yeah. So, you know, um, damn, bro. I saying, rolled. Like, I rolled uh, a week before last. I rolled with Antonio McKee. Mm-hmm. I've never felt somebody so, dude. You talking about somebody heavy on top, dude, bro? He was yeah, ragdolling dude. me. Like I'm talking about, like, just grabs you, just. Throws you around, dude. And he's one of those guys. And again, you, you've seen it when you're in there with these old squam MMA dudes. When you shake their hands, it feels like you're gr- shaking yeah, you're bricks. Bricks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's dude, that's what he's like when you're you grabbing. It's like, damn, bro, these mugs are just built different. Yeah, dude. Dude, when I trained uh, back in Atlanta under uh, Bruno Frazado, he's he, you know Bruno's, Bruno's tiny. a bad motherfucker, bro. And you shake his hand. It's like what the fuck. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> or or even up here. Uh, like rolling with uh, the striking coach at 50-50, Carlos Vera, you know, his top pressure is like, the hell? Because uh, back at 10th Planet, Tex Johnson would come up sometimes from Florida and shit, and so he would roll with him. You know, it's, it's like, you're just, I'm just trying to survive. And then, you know, coming up here, I'm like, why is some dude who fights at 35 giving me flashbacks to rolling with, like, you know, how big Tex is, like 220 or something. So... You know, or you know, other guys in the gym like uh like Ryan uh, F, uh teammate and Ryan Aiken, you know, he's like two hundred something. And I'm like the the pressure, you know, just the this the grips and stuff, you know, regardless of size, people just have it. Oh you know, people just build different. Oh. <laughs> Volk is one of those people. I mean it's built he different. Is <laughs> man, you know, he used to he got that that rugby toughness. He goes out there, mm-hmm. he grinds and and honestly for my money, I, I love Obviously, city kickboxing, what they're doing. We'll talk about them a little later on the show. Uh, but let, let's move on to the co-main, and then we're gonna just we'll we'll, we'll pull out our MVPs for UFC two sixty six. But let, let's talk about, in my opinion, don't care what nobody says, the greatest 
female fighter of all time, Valentina Shevchenko, goes out there and just dusts off Lauren Murphy. She was never in trouble. Gets a you know, easy it finish. It's not even like Lauren Murphy's bad. It's just that Valentina is good so good. Or, yeah, Lauren Murphy's good as hell. It's just that Valentina, I think, is like the most technically sound fighter in the UFC. Like maybe like ever. Like up there yes. like GSP. Ma- Dude, uh, man, man like, or female, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Man or female. Like everything yep. she does is just like technically flawless. Perfect. Like she and does beautiful. It, it looks perfect. right. Like she like rarely makes mistakes. Doesn't really get caught. Um, no wasted movement. You know, like Amanda has the accolades. She got the two boats. She beat the shit out of Cyborg. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. beat Rob. Hey, but you know what? I don't beat care what nobody says. Valentina beat her. It's the same thing. Valentina yeah. beat her in that I second think, fight. Valentina beat her in the second one. And then also, you know, Valentina's fighting at 35. So it's that size difference because Amanda, God, Amanda has like a Mack truck in her, Mack trucks in her hands. And so, I feel, you know, I feel like they're, they're both good. But I feel like Valentina skill-wise is better. And I feel like if they were the same size, I think Valentina will win i'll be yeah. honest with you ufc sean shelby look at me <laughs> they gotta book it again max so holloway versus alexander volkanovsky yeah. amanda nunez valentina shevchenko yeah. same card hell yeah take my money dude take uh, my money I, i'll buy that for sure <laughs> <laughs> i actually buy it this time but but it's like you know what? What else makes sense for her? Because uh, she she's beating everyone. I mean, the only, other only thing that makes sense is if you put uh, have her fight Brandon Moreno. That's the only other thing that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, or what? Like, cause uh, hell, only person she hasn't fought who was like who is or wasn't the top five. I think is uh, Joanne Carterway. Yep. You know, and uh, I think I think Joanne, you know, Joanne, Joanne, Joanne Carterway's a uh, good as shit too. She's uh, good, very good. Especially your clinch. I think I think outside of Valentine, I think John has like the best clinch game. Uh like just straight up like tie yeah. clinch in, in MMA. Harry Harry yeah. Yuan and um Valentina. Yep. But it's like shit, because Valentina isn't just a good ass striker. Valentina's a good ass grappler now. She so, can do everything. Yeah, she There's can do nothing everything. she can't it's do. All, like, it's all it's all flawless. It's all flawless. So Dude. I feel like you know, if, if you Joanne Carter, Joanne Carter gets a win, book it. But if not, you gotta book Amanda before you gotta book it before Amanda retires because Amanda's gonna retire. Like she's probably gonna retire sure. soon. She doesn't have yeah. anything left to prove either. Amanda, no, Amanda been dropping people out here too. You know, Amanda's the best, best by uh, fucking 35, 45. Let, let me ask you this: Do you believe, and we'll move on after this one? Do you think that even if Amanda Nunez, because it seems like Valentina says she can, she can, she's gonna fight since she's 50. She says she's like, I ain't stopping, I ain't going nowhere no time soon. <laughs> can she surpass Amanda Nunez with accolades, even if they don't let her get that fight back? Yeah, I'm gonna have like a hot take, but I feel like Valentina I'm here for the hot takes. Gonna break, <laughs> is gonna break the record for UFC title defenses because she hasn't made an indicate indication she wants to retire soon. And if you look at that division, especially at 25, she's just so much better. Um, and then, you know, she made it because Valentina made a valid ass point talking about how she has, how she thinks she has the hardest division 
uh, like not strawweight, but her division because people can come up and down from from strawweight and from bantamweight. So, so she got to fight like, the best of the best. Yeah, so she gets the be- she gets the best from both weight classes, which is you know, Joanna came up, or say uh, Jean comes up, or say you know, she will uh, beat the shit out of Jean. I'm sorry, everyone makes it seem like that's gonna be like a good fight. She would walk <laughs> through Jean. I feel yeah. I, I think she would be. I don't know about beat the shit. But I, she would definitely. Dude, win. I put it like this. Think <laughs> about what a, what a, which Valentina did to um to to Joanna. Yeah, because Joanna, she made Joanna hittable, and exactly. And even though Zhang won that fight, if, if, I had I had I had Joanna winning. If she didn't give Joanna that hematoma, who knows? You know, because exactly. that's a really sign of damage. Um, that fight could have gone either way. Hell. Um, yeah. And you want to kind of show that Zhang was hittable, uh, because it, yeah, you're not, you're not so did Rose, <laughs> yeah, for real. You're not, you're not <laughs> out trading, you're not out trading, uh, Zhang, but there's no, no reason you want, uh, it's no reason Valentina would we, we even try, you know, she's a counter striker, um, yeah, so she, I don't she think she would be drawn into that game, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, no, just standing and trading back and forth. I think whatever Zhang Weili wanted to do, I think Valentina would use that against her. I think if she wanted to utilize pace, I think Valentina would use that against her. I think if she wanted to outgrapple her, I think Valentina would use that against her. I, I think yeah. Valentina is that good, you know? Yeah, but all right, let, 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 let's, let's do this. Let's move on real quick. We have a couple more things to get in here before we get out of here. We got a couple minutes left. Uh, let, let's talk about anybody else in UFC 266 just stand out to you that you want to just give give some love to. Uh, Jalen turned real quick because, especially because he said he had to sell his tarantulas to make money during COVID, so you gotta feel for the I man. I know, but uh, his performances is outstanding. And then, Marab, I, I don't want to fuck up his last name, Rob Dashvali. D- yeah, Dashvali. He's all I've always liked watching him because uh, I like guys who just grind it out. Yeah, um, but the fact that he came back from hell that might that you know, some rest would have stopped that shit. And so, the fact that he came shit, back yeah. from that. Most arguably should have. Yeah, arguably should have. But the fact that he came back, even in that round, then the next round to get that finish, um, I just think that speaks volumes to just bantamweight is so stacked. So I it's gotta, the best division you know, in the UFC. I, 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 I swear. The, I think it's the best. I think it. I think it's over, overshadowing 155 right now is the best division. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, Dude, it is so stacked. 10, the whole top ten. It's like, damn! Like any one of these, these folks can have the belt. They're all Seriously. so damn good. But I gotta. I think. I think Marab should get the MVP. Uh, either Marab or, or Volkanovski for UFC 266. Facts. Oh, that dude. shit was. It is incredible. Superhuman, the way that he recovered, and he the the fact that he was it was one of those that it was easily a 10 8 round when with Marlon, and then it turned from at the end. I looked, I I was sitting there, I was like, Is that a 9 9 round? Yeah, yeah, because especially it's not like you got clipped, you got clipped by Marlon fucking Marais. No, now I have to say this is Marlon Marais, he is the biggest front runner, he is a bigger front runner than Conor McGregor. I always said Conor McGregor got seven minutes. Marlon got three. I think Marlon, because I think it looks like he cut so much weight, and especially with that fight too, because you know he has the weight cut, and then he's like, "Cool, this fight's about to be stopped, so I'm going to dump it all right right now." Which oh, you dude. know, some refs would have stopped the fight, so you can't get mad at him for bad decision making because, yep. you know, everyone else would have done that. Uh, 
And so I think the combination of, you know, his, I mean, cause I'm sure that man tries to like improve his cardio every day, but it's just, damn, yeah. like, you know, you cut so much weight, there's only so much you can take. Um, yeah. So I don't know if he should, I mean, I feel like he should probably move up to 45. Cause again, he'll be like on the shorter end, but I feel yeah. like the weight cut is holding him back. I, I, I can see that. I could absolutely see that, but I'll be honest with you. I think for Marlon, I think this is five in a row. I think he's going to be yeah. a fantastic addition to the Bellator. Uh... <laughs> they might cut him, man. They, especially, I feel bad so too, deep. because it's not. It's not like it's not like he's making huge fundamental errors. He's just it's it's his it's his cardio. So I feel like either they're gonna make him like with with uh, Johnson, like either make him move up, yeah, or or or, or get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I personally think that uh, the next big cut that happens in the UFC. I think we'll see Marlon in it personally. Yeah, I, I think so. But all right, let, let's let's talk about some fight news because look, we're, we're talking. Speaking of the thirty fivers, Aljamain Sterling is out. People, Aljamain yeah. Sterling is out of his it's title fight. Um, yeah, and it, people were giving him a lot of shit, but I'll say this: the next he told the UFC he was not going to be ready in October, and they booked the fight anyways. He said he would have been ready in December. So I feel for him in that regard, but. Because of it, we have an interim title fight that looks fantastic. We have Piotr Jan is fighting Corey Sanhagen, coming off of his loss to TJ Dillashaw, but he's still close as shit. shit. I had him still losing, but close-ass fight. Um, How do you see this fight going? What is your excitement level for this fight? Bro, it's like a... I'm I'm excited. I think this is one of my favorite upcoming fights of the year. That and... uh, Chandler and Gaethje because it's like yeah. they're such, even though they're both strikers, they're such they're on the opposite end of striking. You know, Jan is yeah. like in yeah. your face walk you down, eat a couple shots here and there, mm-hmm. and just like shove it right back down your throat. Versus Sandhagen, super elusive, super hard to track down, super yeah. mobile, hands low, super, uh, somewhat, you know, he has the, he has the flashy, the repertoire, um, and he he's unpredictable. It's hard to it's hard to track him. Versus yeah. Jan, it's super high fight IQ. Right. Versus Jan, Jan has that high fight IQ. You can change it up, take you down and stuff. But you know Jan is gonna look at you and just hands forward, just come at you. Uh, and so you got to deal with that. Versus he got so that Tiger super, Muay Thai. Yeah, just straight up, man. Just does man has <laughs> everyone else is fighting like an MMA MMA fight. Jan's like nah. It's a Muay Thai fight. Like, fuck you mean, bro? Straight and up. So, Yo, it's it, him, like, him and uh, in Fizz. Raphael Fizz. Yeah. Oh, name. my God. Those are my... Fazayev is my one of my top three that's, favorite current UFC fighters. Dang, I I'm saying, love bro, I'm dude. so hyped for him and Brad Riddell. I love them, man. But, uh, dude, that fight is going Leon, to be bananas. That that might be... That, even though you know we had so many great fights, that might be fight of the year. Because they're both... They're both they're, like, okay... They're durable, here. too. Yeah, they're standing here and we're we're, we're yep. throwing, but uh, especially with Jan, even like his takedowns, he'll hit like tie sweeps to get takedowns. Yep, he will. And so, you know, I, I feel it's gonna be, I feel like it's gonna be one way or the other. Like either Jan is gonna suffocate uh, Sanhagen with his pressure, yeah, and then you know, after a couple rounds, just tire him out because you know moving like that is tiring. So after a couple rounds, you know, just tire him out, force him, force him to make a mistake. With the pressure, or Sanhagen's gonna catch him because it's not yeah. like Jan is the most elusive person. You know, you can you can. Oh, he him. gets hit. Yeah, yeah. He, because he, remember, if we think about his fight against Jimmy Rivera, 
If it wasn't yeah. for Jimmy, the Jimmy take times at the exactly at the end of those rounds, I I would give Jimmy the fight, Jimmy but I can't wait. That's gonna be a great fight. Um, that happens in October, I believe. But also, that happens October thirtieth. Uh, but we also have set for December. We got Rob Font versus Jose Aldo, dude. One thirty-five is amazing right now. That fight, I cannot wait. And I'll be honest with you, I think Rob Font should have gotten the title shot over Corey Sanhagen. That's just yeah. me. I feel. I think the same. Um, just because they're coming out the loss. Uh, yeah. Like for the. Like and Rob is on the, the longest win streak of the in the yeah, division. For like whatever, like the integrity of the division, especially you just beat Cody for the, for the integrity Facts. division. Facts. And I love Rob, but I gotta show you like Aldo is my screensaver, bro. Like yeah. Aldo, Aldo's my man, especially WEC Aldo. Aldo. Oh, WEC Aldo's coming back. He, no, he's making And I'll be honest with you, dude. His last couple fights, even though he's like lost a couple, he's looked good at 35. Damn good. Look damn, damn good. good at 35. So I feel like that'll be a great fight because with Rob, it's the it's the it's the jab, it's the jab, man. And hey, Otto, hey, hey, him and Max Holloway, best boxers in the UFC, baby. Yeah, uh, and with um with Holloway, I mean not Holloway with with Otto, it's like you know he got the pressure, the the leg kicks if he throws them, it's the body shots. So it's it's, it's his left hook, his left body shot, right straight to the body. It's gonna so, be a great one. Yeah, it, it, that's it, that's a fight too. That's also a potential fight of the year. Facts. Oh, I can't wait. It, it's really one of two two fights that. And I, but I'll say this: Rob Font wins this fight. Rob Font needs a title shot. Yeah, it, for sure. it, it is. What Rob it is. Font should have been had a title shot. Facts. because he, he he doesn't say much. You know, he's not out here posting a lot. Rob just, Rob just like shows up and fights and goes home. Dude, I'm telling so, you, well, yo, I got uh for those listening, I actually have um their head coach Cartier. He's coming on the show this week. I'll actually be talking to him this week. So we, we'll see what Rob's talking about. That's my nigga. I fuck with Rob. All right, two things before we get out of here. We're gonna make these quick hitters. First of all, City Kickboxing is coming to America. They're leaving New Zealand. They're coming to America. Reese, would you go train at City Kickboxing? Uh I'll go see. I'll go like cross train and stuff, but nah, I can't. I can't leave my team. I, I have. I have a. I have my team. My team. Ever ready team. That shit is tattooed on me, bro. There we <laughs> so go. I'm always gonna be a part of that. And then especially up here at 50-50, um, I like to feel like smaller gyms, um, you know. And with city city kickboxing, it's not like a huge super gym, but I'll right. I'll definitely go see what's up. But I don't want to like hop over. I oh, love it. Well, I'm excited about it. The fact that um that just having Style Bender and the boys here in the States and Dan Hardy, I'm super excited about that. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Tyron Woodley. My man's got the I love Jake Paul tattoo. Even though he got it on his middle finger, he still got it done. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think he gets the fight. Bro, what are what no, your thoughts? Is this, no. um, yeah. Gotta respect Tyron Forty in the UFC and uh in Strike Force. Know, uh, he had the belt, made some title defenses when when the great run, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's and the tattoo, tattoo smart because it's on it's on the palms, so you know, that's most of that's gonna fade out, but but it's like, come still on, gotta man. look at it. So, my come hand, on, every like, wipe my ass, I gotta on, look bro. at that, shit. Gonna, <laughs> right? Come on, like, that's don't 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 be a bozo, like, he, he's not he's not gonna give you the fight at this no, point. Not at all. Jake Paul is more known than you, he's the Facts. A side. Yep, you're the B side, especially with, especially with boxing. And so it's like, dude, you know, 
don't continue to tarnish your legacy. Don't and don't do the culture. Don't don't go out down bad for the culture, bro. You make us all look bad. It's like what the he, hell? He you he doing, been man? making us look bad for a minute now, so I ain't even worried about him. But it's man. like, come on, man, to Jake Paul, come on, bro. Dude, it's like man. you know he's not gonna give you that damn fight. Jake's no, moving, Jake don't give a shit about you. Don't give a shit. Um, it, that's what it so is. It sucks, it's like, it's like, but it's, you you cracked him. You know, maybe you won the fight. I don't know enough about boxing the rule sets. It's like say if he did or didn't. I'm gonna he didn't have enough volume. He he didn't. I'll be honest with you. He he didn't know. Um, he did exactly what he did in the UFC. Yeah. So it is what it is. Though. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and that, so it's unfortunate. He, he gave himself another. He didn't take it. He gave himself another another L. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That that's exactly what he did. It's unfortunate, but um, look, it is what it is. But yo, Reese, my brother. I appreciate you, man. That that that's all the quest. That's all the topics you, I got for the day, man. But so appreciate thank you so it, much, Joe. Of course, man. Thank you for coming on the show, bro. Um, I, I like I said, I hope we get a chance to do this again, man. Um, shoot, whenever you want, you have an open invite, my G. Like I said, we can thank always you. talk about fights, absolutely, and thank much continued success, man. When are we gonna see you fighting again? I'm trying to take a fight up in the DMV here on December. May I may fight back in nice. Atlanta, December, but December or January. You know, my coach. Uh, he has a fight booked in, in Vegas for a triathlon tie in uh, November. Right. So, you know, give him time for that. Um, and then, you know, my teammates awesome. uh, back at 10th Planet, they're getting ready for the ADCC trials. You know, shout out to nice. Sean and, and Kevin and them and Chase. So, you know, I want to give them all that time and uh, give time to get, like, I'm still getting settled and stuff and still learning right. a lot up here uh, with Ryan Hall and then Carlos Vera and, and Adam. So, That's yeah, so uh, hopefully December. Nice. So I love it, dude. I love it. I can't wait to see you out there. Like I said, you out there also, like I said, at, at the fantastic Howard University. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you guys, you, you, you. Salute to the Buffaloes up there and everything y'all got the going. Bison. Bison. Bisons, whatever the fuck y'all are, man. You know how it is. Ah. <laughs> you know damn well. I'm playing. You know damn I'm well. <laughs> and I, all jokes out. My pops went there. I'm just talking shit. Um, no, lo love it, dude. Congratulations on everything that you've done. Congrats, everything continued doing much continued success, my G. And uh, man, can't wait to see you back out there. Thank you, thank you. And, oh, real quick, yo, Appreciate tell it. the people where they can find you and plug them, oh, plug the yeah. page, man. Plug the yeah, page, go follow, please. Go follow Baby Goose on Instagram and on TikTok, and then uh, watches that resource my personal Instagram. You know, you can hit me up there. In fact, real quick, um, yeah. so what, what got you starting the the uh, the baby goose page? Because like I said, it is my favorite one of my favorite meme pages on on uh, on MMA out there. Bro, uh I was just bored one day and uh you know all my teammates they're all grown as hell, they had jobs and shit. And so I was just thinking all this funny shit, like these jokes. I couldn't make them to anyone. No one in school, no one in high school went to, no one got it. So you know, I'm just gonna make a fucking Instagram account, just post the shit if it you know, I'll just post it to post it. Wasn't even trying to start nothing, and then just started catching on and catching on, and so yeah, that's how I started. I was a, uh, I had like no fucking friends, bro. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking understudy, lonely ass, fucking lonely ass motherfucker. So yeah, uh, I just started, I'm like, no, fuck it, on an Instagram Instagram account, and now we got like 20, 23,000 people. Dude, it, it's all like, dude. It's hilarious. Uh, the fact that you you put the the combination of like like topical funny shit like right as the fights are happening are great yeah but also like throw in like oh dude it's the best man it really is it's like because you can watch that and like literally know exactly what's going on in the fights you know which yeah. is super sick uh but yeah. also the fact that you actually put your own fight shit in there i think is amazing yeah you know what i'm yeah, saying so uh 
Oh, dude, it, it, it's great, bro. Like I said, I'm gonna keep pumping your page because, uh, like, I Thank think you. it's awesome. And and also, like I said, they, they've got to be more of us that uh, you know, keep keep it rocking. Even though my camera just went out, we're gonna fix yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it is all to the good. There we go. Got me in here. Got oh, yeah, you, got that you got that Atlanta oh, hoodie. You know what I'm Hell saying. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you know what? This is actually uh, my Atlanta Metropolitan State College. That's my granddad is the founder and first president. Oh, shit. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to rock. This is family, bro. So, like, yeah, so check it out. Like, I grew up I, I grew up going to Atlanta. Like, I'm, I grew up being there all the time. Like I said, my pops is from Atlanta. Uh, my, like, my grandmother still lives out there. Like, Atlanta Metro is my family. Like, my granddad's college. Yeah. The, the student center is named after him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm gonna need you to stop saying the second A though. We don't say the second A in Atlanta. It's Atlanta. <laughs> you out here saying Atlanta? <laughs> oh, just, hey, hey, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, fam. Oh, <laughs> I got, yeah, I got yeah. a Chicago accent, so I probably we don't, you're right. You're right. Like, I gotta leave that last A off. Yeah, or the the last T. Yeah, we we don't say that. Yo, you know what's funny? Yo, my aunt, I swear, she told me the same shit a couple days ago. She's like, why you keep denouncing yeah. the whole thing? <laughs> no, one, no one says the whole thing, bro. No one hey, says well, look, man, it's Atlanta, and I, and I understand. My bad. I ain't want to get it all out there. Like I said, I, I miss it. I, I got to go back. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I put it like this. Fam, I used to go over there in the, uh, in the summers, and I used to hoop at a running shoot. I used to go over there with all them cats and run and shoot and shit when it was still like popping. I don't know if it's still popping now, but it was. So I used to go yeah. over there and kick it. And uh, dude, I mean, look, it, it's 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 my it's well now it's my third home, but it was my second home. You know what I mean? I, I used to go over there and spend my summers there. I grew up in Atlanta. I love I love yeah. it out there. Uh, but uh, I'm in LA now. I'm chilling. <laughs> LA is cool. LA is cool. It's from my yeah, I, I like. Oh, that's what's up. LA. That's what's up. Hey, look at you, man. Like I said we, we see. Yeah, I, I wrestle all together. Teams, you know, it's all one big happy family. Hey, hey, hey! Look, you. I'm. I was. I'm a Chicago dude living in LA, but I was always a Lakers fan. And looking at how the Hell, Lakers yeah. are built this Lakers year, Lakers fan when they suck. You know, when Kobe wasn't there. Thank Hell you. yeah! Everyone called me a bandwagon. Nah, bro. I was a Lakers fan when we suck. Bottom of the league, bro. Oh, let them know. Raiders fan, when we suck, even even though they left LA and left Oakland, Raiders yeah, fan, they, we suck. Now everyone talking about, oh, you the bandwagon? Nah, stay on the struggle. There's ass. Yo, I I got one and of my homies now. that every time I talk about Lakers stuff, everybody want to be like, oh, it's just because of LeBron and them. One of my homies nah, be like, bro. Serge is actually a fan. He's he's mm -hmm. been there with with with, with yeah. the purple and gold for a minute. Been there, you know, holding it down. Yo, now, so I'm gonna ask top. you, are we are are we getting that chip this year? I hate to go against Trey Young and shit, but I think it, I think it's coming back to LA. I think it's coming back. I think. It's oh, dude, it has to. Hey, you Hell, know what? The Rams this is may why... win the Super Bowl too. Shit, Rams man. are looking good. Rams, Rams are looking, looking good. good too. Even though Oakland fucking left, Oakland's hey. damn good right now. You know, it's, it's they, they're good. still technically an LA team. We're, we're still, yeah. I think LA and still claims still, them. Bro, I still got an LA Raiders hat. Like, fuck all that. <laughs> No, it, so, I, as long as you don't come out here with you don't get the yeah, Jerry yeah, Curl yeah. rocking. I, 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 I don't want to that in LA. Hell no, hell no, bro. Hell no. But out here, no one cares about that. No, <laughs> not, not, at <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But no, I can't wait. T tell me like this: when I saw that uh, the the media day pick, 
with the Lakers with like all those six dudes standing there. Well, dude, dude, my it's heart, bro. This is it. And here's especially because Kyrie's fucking up. Kyrie's yeah. fucking up for Brooklyn. Kyrie fell. <laughs> fucking the Nets, the Nets want to win. They all got to play like 40 plus minutes. Fucking oh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Katie, and Hardy. And they 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 getting up there. So who knows if they don't stay healthy? There Which it is. They man. won't. So well, brother, I, I appreciate sucks. your time as always, fam. We we like absolutely have to do this again. Um for everybody listening, thank you guys so much for listening to the fight podcast. This is episode 311 of the show. My co-host today is my boy Reese Watkins. You might also know him as Baby Goose. Check him out, follow the man. I will see y'all next time right here on the fight podcast. Deuces. Thank y'all.